Welcome to another edition of Time Out Sports, the podcast. It's your host, C. Ruff. We're back at it again. Today we have a few different topics to discuss. We're going to be looking at the NFL playoffs. We're going to look at the NFL All-Pro First Team. We're going to discuss NBA news. Uh, Some of the players that I believe have the best contract value in the NBA this season. We're going to look at the national championship, and we're going to talk a little bit of WNBA free agency. So starting off, let's get right to it, and let's talk about the NFL playoffs. As this is being recorded on Friday, January the 14th, which means tomorrow, January the 15th, Saturday, starts the NFL playoffs. And we have two games going on Saturday. We have the Raiders taking on the Bengals in Cincinnati. 4.30 p.m. on NBC. Now, for me, I'm going with the Bengals in this game. I think that, you know, their balance of running the football and being able to throw would be too much for the Raiders. Um, I think Joe Metzen might have one or two touchdowns. Uh, Jamar Chase will probably have a good game. And I just think that the Bengals' defense will be able to do some things to neutralize uh, Josh Jacobs' And Derek Carr. And in the end, like I said, I'm picking the Cincinnati Bengals to win that game um, by maybe seven. And moving on to the Patriots versus the Bills going down at 8.15 p.m. on CBS. I'm taking the – man, I'm taking the Bills in that game. I think that's going to be a very good game, a very competitive game. Uh, it's going to really come down to who can propel in the weather. You know, that Buffalo weather is always bad. It's always snowing, always very, very cold. Uh, but I think, you know, since they played each other already two times this season, both teams are kind of familiar uh, with each other's game plans and what they want to do. And I think in the end, you know, Mac Jones being a rookie, I think he'll probably make one more mistake than Josh Allen. And I think that, uh, you know, the Bills will get a close win, uh, basically on the legs. I think Josh Allen will be able to make a play with his legs to get him a win. And so I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills in that game by three, maybe twenty, uh, maybe twenty-three to twenty Buffalo. Now moving on to Sunday's games. On Sunday we have. Philadelphia Eagles at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking place at 1 p.m. on Fox. This game, I think, may not be very competitive. I'm not saying it's going to be a blowout, but I don't think it'll be very entertaining. How about the entertainer? I think Tom Brady will be able to make enough plays uh, to win that game. As Leonard Fournette is expected to be back, which is a great, was great news for the Bucs. Uh, as he's as he's had a great season, I think the Bucks defense and pass rush will have some success when it comes to Jalen Hurts. I think they'll try to get to him early and often, and get him kind of off of his game plan. And in the end, I think the Buccaneers will win that game with a score of twenty six to twenty. Now moving on to. The 4.30 game on Sunday, the game of the week. Everybody's looking forward to it. 
the San Francisco 49ers will be heading to Dallas to take on the Dallas Cowboys. Again, that's at 4.30 p.m. on CBS. This game, I think, can go either way. Um, I think the 49ers, what they need to do, their keys to the game would be, you know, establishing the run early uh, so that you don't have to put the ball in Jimmy G's hand very much. Uh, also getting to Dak Prescott with your pass rush. You're going to want to get him on the turf four or five times and uh, have him, you know, thinking about the pass rush. Um, like I said, you don't want the ball to be in Jimmy G's hands very much. So, uh the running game would be pivotal. And even when you have to uh, run the ball, I mean, even when you have to throw the ball, I would call screen plays. I would call plays that are high percentage. So you're not really asking Jimmy G to do a whole lot. Uh, I think if they do that, they'll be successful. When you look at the Cowboys keys to the game, they're going to need to be able to run the football, something they haven't really been able to do lately. Uh, they started off like the first six, seven games. They were running the ball very effectively. Uh, but here lately, they have struggled. They're going to need Zeke and Tony Pollard to combine for at least, I would say, at least 125 yards if they want to be successful. Uh, the other keys, you're going to need their defense to be able to stop the 49ers running game. Uh, Michael Parsons is going to be a huge player in this game. They're going to need the Dallas Cowboys are going to need him to play very good um, and cause a lot of havoc. If he can do that, then they'll have a chance. But my, in the end, my pick in this game is going to be the San Francisco 49ers winning in Dallas 26-23. to Now, on the final game on Sunday night, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, heading to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. That's going to take place at 8.15 p.m. on NBC. I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs in that game. I think that Patrick Mahomes will play a clean game. Uh, he'll minimize his mistakes. Uh, you'll have Tyreek Hill healthier than he was in Week 18 when he really didn't do much. Uh, Travis Kelsey, we know what he represents. We know what he's able to do when it comes to the playoffs. Uh, now, the running game for the Chiefs is a question as Kyle Edwards-Hilaire has been ruled out. So they're going to have to depend on Darrell Williams and uh, Gore. But I think that they'll be able to do those things and lean on Travis Kelsey, like I said, and uh, Tyreek Hill. Uh, as far as defense goes, they're going to need Frank Clark to show up and get the big Ben, you know, put him on his back a few times. Um, you need Tyron Matthew to make some plays, and I think they'll be able to do it. And when you're looking at the Pittsburgh Steelers, their running game is going to be key in this game. Can Najee Harris, you know, be very productive and give you maybe 100 yards and a touchdown? Um, I don't believe so. As the Pittsburgh Steelers have not really been able to run the football this season, uh, we had high expectations for Najee, but their offensive line is not very good, uh, which is going to lead to a problem. If they have to get back, you know, if Big Ben has to throw the ball 40, 45 times, it's not going to lead to success because we've seen him multiple times this season throw the football 40-plus times and still have like 150, 200 yards. 
So he's just not been very effective when you talk when you talk about throwing the football and being able to throw it downfield. Um, you know, you have guys like Chase Claypool who can get loose, but Big Ben just has not been able to find him. So I think that the Chiefs would just be too much for the Steelers, and this will be the last game of Big Ben's career. Uh, he had a great career. Uh, I believe he honestly retired a year too late. But in the end, we want to congratulate Big, Big Ben uh, on a great career and uh, wish him the best of luck in his future endeavors. Now, talking about the last game of the week, we have on Monday night, we have the Arizona Cardinals taking on the Rams in L.A. That's going to take place at 8.15 p.m. on ESPN. This game should be very competitive. As both of these teams have kind of struggled lately, uh, they've been, you know, kind of erratic. They, You can get both teams playing great. You can get them playing poorly. So which team will play better in this game? I'm going to say that the Rams get a close win, uh, being that they're at home. I think that their defense is going to be able to get to Kyler Murray and kind of get him a little bit uh, rattled. Uh, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. I think those two players especially will have a major impact in this football game. You also have Von Miller, who has that playoff experience. I think that's going to be key. Uh, And so I think that the Rams will win a, a close game. Now, when you talk about the Cardinals, some of their keys to the game, if they want to be successful, you're going to need to be able to run the football with James Conner. Uh, you're going to need to be able to run the football with Kyler. You know that the Rams have an amazing pass rush who is going to be coming at him. He's going to need to take off when he can, uh, when he has to, and go ahead and get those necessary yards to keep the chains moving. Uh, if Kyler can do that, they'll be have a chance to be successful. You also need Christian Kirk, the wide receiver, to step up. We know that DeAndre Hopkins is injured. That's a huge loss for them. You need Christian Kirk to step up. You need A.J. Green, who has some playoff experience. We need You need him to step up uh, and be a guy that they, that they can depend on. So in the end, those are the keys to the game. But for me, I'm going to take the Rams in a close game, in a very competitive and entertaining game. Now, trans to All-Pro team. The NFL released on Friday the All-Pro first team. Now you have a running back, I mean, excuse me, a quarterback. Starting off with quarterback, you had Aaron Rodgers for the Packers. At running back, you had Jonathan Taylor of the Colts. You had tight end. You had Mark Andrews of the Ravens. At wide receiver, you have uh, Devontae Adams of the Packers. Also have Cooper Cup of the Rams, who had a phenomenal season. Uh, ended up being the leader in receptions, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns. So Cooper Cup was uh, a man amongst boys this season. He had a phenomenal year. Uh, at wide receiver, you also had Debo Samuel for the 49ers. At left tackle, you had Trent Williams, 49ers, best tackle. Best left tackle in the game, in my opinion. Uh, at left guard, you had Joel Batonio of the Browns. At right guard, you had Zach Martin of the Cowboys. At center, you had Jason Kelsey of the Eagles. 
edge rushers, T.J. Watt of the Steelers, I believe will be the defensive player of the year as he ended up tying the all-time single-season sack record at 22-and-a-half. You also have Miles Garrett of the Browns. Defensive lineman, Aaron Donald of the Rams. And Cam Hayward of the Steelers. Linebacker, we had Darius Leonard of the Colts. Micah Parsons of the Cowboys. Devontae Campbell of the Packers. And at cornerback, you had Trevon Diggs of the Cowboys, Jalen Ramsey of the Rams. At safety, you had Kevin Byard of the Tennessee Titans and Jordan Poyer of the Buffalo Bills. For your place kicker, you had Justin Tucker of the Baltimore Ravens, the best kicker in the NFL and possibly the best kicker of all time. At punter, you had A.J. Cole of the Las Vegas Raiders. In kick return, you had Braxton Berrios of the New York Jets. Punt returner, you had Devin DuVernay of the Baltimore Ravens. Special team, had J.T. Gray of the New Orleans Saints. And long snapper, Luke Rhodes of the Indianapolis Colts. We're now going to transfer uh, to talking about the NBA, some of the news that take place this week. Uh, you had Cam Reddish, former Hawks, small forward Cam Reddish, has been traded to the New York Knicks. Uh, that was a trade that kind of surprised me a little bit. I didn't think it would happen at this point anyway. But they had said that he'd been very unhappy with his role with the Hawks. Uh, and now we know that he's with the Knicks. And R.J. Barrett, his former teammate at Duke, could we end up seeing Zion Williamson traded to the Knicks also? And you have the trio back together. Something to keep an eye on could happen. Uh, but the Knicks traded Kevin Knox and a 2025 second-round pick uh, for Cam Reddish. So I think that trade will uh, be good for the Knicks especially. I think Cam Reddish didn't get to show his full potential with the Hawks. Uh, he's a guy that can can score the ball. He can shoot the three. He's able to defend. And so I think that he's going to help the Knicks out. For, uh, tremendously. You also have Miami Heat center, Bam Bio. He's looking to make his return to the lineup on Monday against the Toronto Raptors after missing six weeks due to right thumb surgery. And so that's great news for Miami Heat fans as myself. Uh, as the Heat have played great ball with, even without Bam and Jimmy Butler for a while. Uh, but Getting getting Bam out of bio back in this uh, early January is good for them. They'll have some time to kind of get their chemistry as a team together and uh, see what they can be in the long run. Now, one of the things I wanted to talk about was the best contract values in the NBA, in my opinion. I have two guys that I want to talk about. You have Milwaukee Bucks, Power Forward, Bobby Porters who is making $4.5 million this season. Not a whole lot of money when you're talking NBA money. And he's averaging 16 points per game, nine rebounds, and one steal. Now think about this here. Bobby Portis is the 236th highest paid NBA player. But he's 60th in the league in scoring 
and 17th in the league in rebounds. That is what you call a bargain. Now, I am very shocked that Bobby Fortis ended up going back to the Bucks. Uh, I mean, I know that they won the NBA championship last year, but I was for sure that he was going to leave, you know, because I think that Bobby Portis would have commanded uh, 12 to $15 million in free agency. And so for him to come back and take 4.5, which is a third of what I think he could have got, I was surprised by that. But he's having a great season uh, and helping the Bucks out tremendously. The second guy I want to talk about is Malik Monk, uh, Los Angeles Lakers guard slash forward. Uh, he's on a veteran minimum deal, making $1.7 million. And he's averaging 12 points per game, three rebounds, and two assists while shooting 47% and 41 from three. So Malik Monk is having a great season also, and he's giving the Lakers, he's one of the few Lakers that's giving them uh, great value and giving them a spark. Now, uh, we're going to transition now and talk about Georgia defeating Alabama in the national championship game. On Monday night, Georgia won 33-18 and won the national championship. Uh, in that game, you had Alabama receiver Jamison Williams get hurt, which was not good uh, for them in that game and not good for him. So I'm hoping for him a speedy recovery as he has entered himself into the draft. He will be leaving Alabama and uh, taking his talents to the NFL. So hoping he can, uh, you know, recover uh, speedy and 100%. Um, now, the last thing I wanted to talk about on today's podcast, we have WNBA free agency taking place. Uh like I said, today is the it's Friday, January the 14th, when I'm filming this, recording this podcast. Um, free agency will start on Saturday, January the 15th. That's when negotiating can talk, can begin. Uh, they can start talking, teams and the players. Uh, contracts can't be signed until February the 1st. So on, Friday, on Saturday, January the 15th, uh, teams can begin negotiating and talking. And the contracts can be signed on February the 1st. I appreciate everybody for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Uh, make sure that you share it with a friend that loves sports. Uh, and uh, if you don't already, make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Time Out Sports Podcast. Also, make sure that you are following the Time Out Sports Twitter account, which is at Time Out Sports 3. Sports is all caps. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Timeout Sports with two underscores. Also, make sure that you are engaged with us with the, when it comes to the WNBA League Fits that I'm page that I'm running. I run a, a League Fits page for the WNBA on Instagram and Twitter, in which I highlight their fashion. So make sure that you follow those pages, uh, WNBA League Fits on Instagram and. Fitz underscore WNBA on Twitter. Uh, last week, I did get a chance to talk to New York Liberty forward Rashawn Gray in an interview. So that interview can be found on the Twitter and the Instagram page. Make sure to check it out and share it with all of your friends, you know, who support the ladies in the WNBA. Again, 
Uh, thank you all for choosing to listen to this podcast.